Hi guys, welcome to another episode of the Kawaii Cast. Hi. Whoa, what's uh, what's on the agenda for today? So, it's been a while since we've done a very specific anime-centric episode. So I thought this w- that would be a good time to do one. All right, sounds good. Um, there have been two anime in particular that I've really wanted to cover, and one in particular. Apparently, we got Stefan to start watching, so I figured... Excellent. It's been on my mind, and I wanted to talk about it, and I don't want to rewatch it, and I just want to sit here and watch it and talk about it. All right. Sounds good. Well, uh, I'm the kind of guy who likes to mix stimulants and depressants, so I got my coffee, and I got my beer, so let's do this. So Tyler is going to die by the end of this episode. <laughs> God, please. <laughs> so, if you guys haven't already, you know, figured it out from the thumbnail that I will have designed by Eventually. Then, uh, <laughs> we are talking about Mob Psycho 100. Whoa. This is an anime I could literally never get sick of watching. Like, you know when people play video games and then they replay video games and they say every time they replay that video game they discover new things that's how yes. i am with this anime all right like there's so much going on i don't know if you can fully process this anime with one viewing you know it's it's kind of true um i i will admit the the art style doesn't exactly draw in a lot of viewers though yeah the art style is pretty ugly but it complements its animation so well it absolutely does um again like i said it it doesn't really draw in a lot of viewers it's it's kind of ugly so so i know i was hesitant to watch it when you were recommending it to me Mm mm-hmm but yeah, you got me to watch the first episode, and I was like, okay, this is actually pretty fantastic. Right. Uh, a few weeks ago, we did mention in our animation episode the difference between art style and animation, that they are not mutual things, and this series highlights that better than any other series I could think of. Where it's really, really ugly, but the animation is beyond incredible and i think because of its really simple character designs it's really basic shapes and the fact that they are kind of ugly and can be deformed to show different expressions and poses and stuff it really really makes it so the animation can shine uh for those of you who don't know mob cycle 100 is actually based off of a web comic and the webcomic's actually made by a famous mangaka who goes by the name One. One. Yep. Like, like the wetter, let, blah, 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 blah. Like the number. Like the number one? Or like, yeah. is it spelt out like O-N-E-1? Well, it's in kanji, so I don't know... So it's, so it's Ichi. Yeah. Okay. However, yeah. Yeah, but... Uh, if you're wondering why he goes by the name One, it's because he's also created One Punch Man. Yep. Isn't One Punch Man also off of, based off of one of his webcomics? Yep. Both of them were webcomics that were drawn by him. 
the big difference is that One Punch Man became such a popular webcomic that another famous mangaka who's really well known for his art and is one of like the most talented artists like Japan has to offer basically offered to completely redraw One Punch Man. And so the anime for One Punch Man is based off of the redrawn manga from the more talented artist. Oh, okay. Where one is not a particularly talented artist. To me, one is proof that if you have a good concept and you can draw well enough that your idea can be expressed... You do not have to be the most incredible artist out there. But you will inspire incredible artists to want to latch onto your work, which is what One Punch Man is proof of. Because One Punch Man is both fantastic animation and fantastic art. Yep. Where Mob Psycho is a great example of fantastic animation, not so great art. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah. I think it does better because of that, though. If I had to tell you which series I think is more aesthetically pleasing or has better animation, in both situations I would actually say Mob Psycho 100. Uh, I also think it has better writing, personally. Yeah. And that's saying a lot because I spent a lot of the last episode really praising One Punch Man. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, you did. So, uh, just now, right now, we're kind of watching the opening. Um, this but, opening! But between the, between the two of, like, the One Punch Man opening and this opening, which do you prefer? Uh, it's kind of tricky, because I think One Punch Man was one of those OPs that really, really inspired people to care about OPs. And it's just one of those, like, I don't think I'd ever get sick of it, but I think... I think Mob Psychos is better. Alright. It's maybe not as commercially pleasing, but oh my god. Okay, so there's a lot of things about this OP that I really love. And one, it has so much symbolism in it that you literally will not catch all of it unless you tear it apart frame by frame. Two, it's just beautiful. Three, I love the song. And four... It loops. Yep. It is a perfect loop. I I actually like the song from One Punch Man more. I like the song from One Punch Man more, but you should know <laughs> but, me by now. I but, do not base my favorite OPs off the song. Yes. No, I, I get it. <laughs> no, like I said, I like the song more, but overall, I, I do think that Mob Psycho has the better opening. Which is funny, because the first time I got you to watch this anime, you told me that you had such a hard time watching the OP. It was so... <laughs> busy yeah it is busy but but like after you see it a few times and after you you actually watch the series it it becomes like oh hey wait that's actually kind of cool yeah uh it goes into more references in the manga too yeah it doesn't it's it's one of those ops that spoils a lot but you You mean like you mean like attack on titans openings but you won't pick up on the spoilers unless you know what they are. Yeah. There's also a lot of symbolism that has actually genuinely gone over a lot of people's heads. Like, I've seen a lot of people break down this OP. 
the one that I've noticed a lot of people don't catch on to right away, and I only found out about it through a comment section on one of the videos that was breaking it down, is uh, there's a point in the OP where you see him with the uh, fitness club, and they're all standing on mushrooms. And this one, like, every single video breakdown I've ever seen is, is has... that Is that a euphemism for something? No! Uh, well, it's a metaphor, <laughs> but it's not a euphemism. Oh, okay. I know what you're thinking, and no, that's not it. Uh, well, I'm just saying, like, when in anime, mushrooms are exchanged for something else quite often. <laughs> yeah. Uh, every breakdown I've ever seen of this OP has yet to explain the mushrooms, and like I said, I only figured it out by going through the comment section on one of those videos... Uh, all of the mushrooms are edible, except for the one that Mob is on, which is actually a toxic mushroom. Sweet. And it goes to show how the body club is actually, like, really positive people, but Mob tends to actually cause chaos wherever he goes. That's cool. Yeah. Um, are, are any of them the, I forget what it's called, like, the, the bleeding something mushroom? I don't know. I don't know enough about mushrooms to tell you that. Like I said, I only I found out about I guess probably them. not, because if they're all edible. That one is not edible, yeah. but it's not toxic, which is kind of weird. So you're not going to die from eating it, but you're not going to be able to get nutrients from it, I guess. Yeah. It's like but eating it's a, plastic. Yeah, but it's a cool mushroom, because like it, it grows, and then like the, the mushroom part has like this... Uh, red goo stuff that kind of like comes out of the top of it i guess it's the spores and and it just it looks like the mushroom is bleeding it's really cool google it okay anyways right <laughs> oh i love this animation so much yes i also love that they use flip phones um <laughs> um how, how old is this show the show's only a couple years old, but the manga's been at a pretty good runtime, so... How old is the manga? Because I know there was a time when flip phones were more popular than smartphones. I also think it might be the fact that he is a junior high student and probably has a cheap phone. Like, it doesn't seem like he lives in, like, a big city or well, has he... well you know, off parents. That and, you know, I'm sure, you know, flip phones are cheaper. Yeah. And with his psychic powers, maybe he goes through phones a lot, okay? Possibly. God knows he uh, goes through enough spoons in the morning. It also seems like he doesn't have, like, a good sense of, like, money, so I don't think he comes from, like, a well-off family. He's literally being paid pennies to do his job. <laughs> Yeah. And he thinks that that's a fair paycheck. So the ch Child labor laws in Japan are very different than they are here in America, okay? I don't know if there are child labor laws in Japan. There are. Um, I know, as as I know far that... as I'm aware, they're, they're very similar to America's child labor laws. I know that you could be suspended from school if you get a job. Like, you have to have special permission from your school to get a part-time job. Yeah. At, to a certain age, from my understanding. Yeah. But... Can I also talk about, like, Reagan as a character? <laughs> yes, of I course. Because I want to spend... I could talk an entire hour-long podcast just about Reagan. He's the biggest asshole. Reagan is who I want to be when I grow up. <laughs> uh, <laughs> you want to be a con man? I love him. <laughs> 
No, I agree. He's awesome. <laughs> I love him. He's he's terrible, but he's fantastic at the same time. Here's the thing about Reagan. He's a genuinely good person with a genuinely kind heart. He just discovered really early in life that his only talent, his only real talent, is lying. Yeah. And Kindred spirits, bro. He's not a bad person. He just doesn't have any other talents. Uh, yeah. And he learned he is so good at lying that he can make a living off of it. Damn. And something I I found out today, he's only 24 years old. Really? Yeah. He, life was not kind to him. He looks like he's (laughs) at least in his 30s. To be fair, I'd say with how successful and famous he is in this universe, doing all that by 24, he's a very successful. (laughs) Absolutely. Life was very kind to him. Reagan is proof that no matter how, like, small your skill is, if you could find a way to market that skill, you can make it big. Uh, there's also girls that get paid to eat food. Yeah, that's so weird. Yeah, so... How, how do I get that job? I want to eat food to get paid. You have to be really good at eating food. I mean... You're better than most people. You might be able to do it. You also have to be a cute Asian girl. Damn. All right. (laughs) Time for cosmetic surgery. (laughs) I don't know if cosmetic surgery can make you Asian. Uh, okay. Yeah, no. (laughs) I I was gonna say something, but I decided to not say it. Also, I'd like to point out the fact that, uh, Reagan's screensaver is Saitama. Is it? On his phone. That's hilarious. Like, did you I not didn't, catch it? I didn't catch that. You could, like, rewind it a few <laughs> oh, seconds. Oh, you bet I will. I have to see this now. <laughs> it's right here. Right here. Okay. <laughs> that hideous face when he's surprised. Oh, it is! <laughs> <laughs> Using his camera as a light. Yep. That's great. <laughs> Part of his, uh, lying and bullshitting. You know, he's he's pretends to be an exorcist and he just uses salt like that's his go-to it's not even like purified salt it's just table salt (laughs) yeah uh one of my favorite reagan moments hands down is when somebody brings like a cursed photo and asks him to exercise it he just uses photoshop yes and they're like oh my goodness it's amazing (laughs) this is reagan's special technique I don't know. I I like. Uh, is it this episode or the next? I can't remember. But he does that salt thing. Basically, he just sticks his fist in a bag of salt and coats his fist, and then he punches <laughs> a ghost. And the ghost is like, "Oh, wait a second! That wasn't even purified salt. That won't work." Yeah, that was just the first episode. <laughs> like, oh my god. Uh, so Reagan is a gift to this world. I think one of the best things about his character arc, though. Is the fact that, one, because Mob is always with him and because Reagan is always so confident, ghosts genuinely believe that he is a true exorcist. <laughs> when yeah. really it's Mob doing all the work. Another, here you go. There here's, he is. Here's the... Banishing <laughs> salt punch. That's his special move. Yep. <laughs> uh... One of the other major things of his character arc is that we spend the whole first half of this season 
seeing Reagan as a bad guy. We see him as a con artist. Uh, we see him as an idiot. We see him basically taking advantage of Mob by making him do all the work and literally just paying him in pennies. Yep. Uh, we see him talk down to Mob a lot in these early episodes. Yeah, so, so the so, early episodes, you, it really leads you to believe that, oh man, this guy's the worst. He's such an asshole. Mm-hmm. Even to the point where he makes Mob dress in drag just for a job. Yeah. And... I remember thinking, I'm like, why do people like this character? He's so terrible. But by the end of the series, you realize that he is the closest thing that Mob has to, like, a genuinely, like, male role model figure. Yeah, I mean, he's got his father, but his father is just kind of, uh, indifferent, yeah. I guess. Like, his parents aren't abusive or mean. They're just... They treat him more like he's an inconvenience than anything. Yeah, like in during breakfast, you know, they're eating uh, alma rice, you know, and Mob goes to eat, and you know, just the spoon bends. Like you know, he's he doesn't have the best control over his psychic powers all the time. Yeah. And his parents are just like, "Oh, you bent another spoon. That's too bad." Yeah. Why can't you be? Why can't you be more like, like your, your brother? brother? Yeah. <laughs> yeah. But it's not like they're being assholes. They're not just being like, "Oh, this son is so horrible. I wish you could get rid of him." They're just kind of just like, "Uh, oh, you just need to be a better kid. Like, learn. Why can't you just be an honor student? Or why can't you just go play like a normal child or whatever? You know." And, so his parents aren't really acknowledging the fact that his psychic powers are really anything but, like, a phase. Yeah. They, they treat it no different than puberty. Yeah, exactly. Like, so, oh, he'll grow out of it. Yeah. Which I don't think he will. And mind you, Reagan only really acknowledges Mob's potential because he wanted to take advantage of it. But in a weird way, that's exactly what Mob needed. He needed somebody to explain to him his place in the world. And to tell him that you are so powerful that the best thing you can do is learn how to be a normal kid. Like, never use your powers against people. Never treat yourself like you're better than others because of your powers. And just learn to be a good kid who cares about people and wants to use his powers to protect people. Yeah. And never try to act like you're above anyone. And that was really the big thing that Reagan did was and part of that is because Mob believes that Reagan is insanely powerful and that he just doesn't use his powers because he thinks it's unfair for powerful people to use their powers. That and and it's uh, I think at some point Reagan says like, oh, he's he's a spiritual... Like, it's a different kind of power. Yeah. <laughs> whereas Mob is basically psychokinetic or whatever. And yeah. and so he tries explaining, like, oh, hey, I'm I'm, I'm really powerful, but, like, I, I have no... I can't do anything about this because it's... It's the wrong kind of power. Yeah. So That's... it kind of fools Mob into actually believing it. Yeah. Well, and then even in situations where Mob's like, shouldn't you be able to do this? And Reagan's like, 
oh yes, I should, but my powers are so powerful that it's blocking out my ability to do this. <laughs> and so in Mom's eyes, Reagan is so powerful that he's just learned to be a normal person. And that's what Mob wants to be. He wants to develop his power so much that he's just a normal kid. Yeah. I mean, that's what we all want, just being a normal kid. Yeah. We all want to be so powerful that we're just normal. No, I just want to be a normal kid. Like, can <laughs> can I take half my life, you know, half my age, and be like, go back to being, you know, 16? Uh, I mean, mind you, Reagan is also good at a lot of other things. His ability to lie is so powerful, he convinces an entire cult that he's their leader. <laughs> oh. <laughs> Without even intending to do that. Right? I think another really great moment for Reagan and Mob and this whole idea of, like, the, you know, being a good male role model is there's a moment where other scammers are trying to scam Mob by claiming that he broke a valuable vase. And Reagan manages to catch Mob during this moment, and he sees these people, like, harassing him, and Reagan out-scams the scammers. <laughs> Uh, to the point where they owe him money for the vase. Yeah, that's that's pretty intense. Like, can you imagine being able to convince someone else that's trying to scam you? <laughs> like, like, can you imagine going to, like, the, the people doing that card game mm -hmm. and just being like, oh, yeah, um, see, you owe me money because I, I chose the right one, but because... You didn't see me choose the right one. That you know, I, you you actually mistook me for picking the wrong one. Yeah, and like <laughs> them just being like, uh, okay. That that is Reagan in a nutshell. Yeah, it's pretty fantastic. What? I don't even remember this. It's been a while it's, since I've actually watched this show. It's Mob uh, watching his... Look, they actually include, like, actual manga from One Punch Man in this anime, too. Which one's older? Like, One Punch Man or this? One Punch Man. Is... That's actually where One got his name, was from One Punch Man. Oh, okay. Yeah, so Mob Psycho 100 is his newer series. Uh, I would say One Punch Man is his more successful series. It's yeah. what got his name out there. Oh, I just, like I said, I could talk an entire podcast just about Reagan. His schemes, his personality, his character arc. And he's not the only good character in the show. He's my personal favorite, but he's not the only good character in the show. And you can tell from the OP that there's a lot that happens in this show. Yeah. Look at all those mushrooms. If I had to say there's any negative thing in this show, honestly... Uh, it's the arc with the blonde kid. Oh, the the other psychic blonde kid where yeah. he and Mob fight. Yeah, and it's not that that storyline is bad or that the characters are bad, because I actually really like the blonde kid. I feel like the pacing was super weird in that arc. It almost derails the show. Yeah. But it was still a really, like, important arc. I just feel like maybe the anime wasn't really sure how to cut it down properly because it felt like it went a bit too long. His whole arc is actually very essential because it's the first time Mob has ever met somebody that could actually go toe-to-toe -to -toe 
And Mob knows that if he unleashes his full power, he could destroy this kid. And and not just, like, but go toe-to-toe with him, but, like, this... Is aggressively using psychic powers against him, too. Well, well, not just that, but, like, he's, you know, whereas Mob has been taught, you know, hey, don't use your psychic powers on other people. You know, this blonde kid is just, like, willy-nilly, like, oh, I'm better than these other people. I can use my psychic powers. Who cares about them? Yeah. <clears throat> and this kid sees Mob as, like, because he's seen, like, what Mob's powers are capable of, and he wants to prove he's better than Mob. And, you know, by going a head-to-head psychic battle with him, but Mob refuses to use his powers against another person because he's been taught not to. And... It really is a arc about, like, how much you can push yourself before you go against your own instincts and how much it would take for Mob to actually attack somebody back. Yeah. It's fucking anime. I know. Sorry. <laughs> <laughs> I know. We're just, it's, it's at the scene where he's, he's fooling this guy into... Believing he exercised, uh, believing he a, exercised spirit. a spirit from him, even though all he did was, like, a shiatsu massage or some yeah. shit like that. <laughs> <laughs> like, like that's that's his bluff. You know, yeah. just two, 200 yen. Yep. That was the guy's change. Oh, man. How much did he pay I Reagan? I didn't catch. Uh, but... pro- probably way too much. Yep. <laughs> But, oh my god, okay, so, like I said, the arc with the blonde kid was really essential, because it really is the first time we really see the fact that Reagan is really, really persistent on this idea, is like, mob, don't use your powers against other people. Like, never, never, never do it. But this kid is basically forcing mob to do it. And what we see is a battle that basically destroys this kid and his entire school. Because Mob loses control and goes, like, full power against him. Yeah, um, I, I gotta admit, though, like, the the amount that Mob was able to take before going berserk mm-hmm. was intense. Like, I, I personally would have, you know, blown up way before <laughs> then. Yeah. Um, isn't it something to the effect of... Like, the other guy threatens his little brother or something like that. Yeah, something like that. You know, and that's that's the trigger of Mob, like... Well, the first time Mob lost control was when uh, they were younger and a bunch of, like, gangsters actually, like, pulled a knife on his brother and almost killed him. Yeah. And that's the very first time Mob ever lost control of his psychic powers. Like, to the point where his... It, basically, he traumatized his brother. Yep. So, uh, the whole arc with the blonde kid also set up, like, the next arc, which was Mob's little brother gaining psychic powers, and, like, up to this point, we always thought, like, him and his brother were super close, his brother's just always, you know, admired Mob for the fact that he has psychic powers, and Mob's always admired his brother for being the perfect student body council president, and the perfect straight-A student, and that they've admired each other for things that they themselves don't have. Which is a really great relationship, but then we find out that when his brother is given psychic powers, he no longer has any reason to admire his brother and turns against him. Only to find out that people mistake Mob's brother for Mob and try to attack him, and at that point Mob has to 
not lose his cool in front of his brother again as to him he he doesn't care if his brother looks up to him he just wants to be a good person and become more like his brother yeah and to him the coolest thing about his brother is that his brother doesn't lose his cool yeah and that was just such a good arc because this whole time his brother kagayama is just like you know, oh, I'm better than you, whatever. Like, now that I have psychic powers, I don't need to look up to you. And Mob's just like, I never wanted you to look up to me. I've always wanted to be like you. Like, that's great you have psychic powers. You've always wanted psychic powers. I Now, I need to work harder because I want to be more like you. OMG, you know? twinsies. Just, yeah, like, <laughs> Mob is just such a pure kid. And... The relationship between him and Kageyama is hands down, like, one of my favorite arcs in any anime ever. Especially because you don't see that kind of sibling relationship. Usually sibling relationships in anime are either pure rivalry, uh, pure, like, sickening, like, admiration for each other, like how this series originally presented it. Or, you know guys wanting to fuck their little sisters. <laughs> so this idea yeah. that one sibling holds like a secret malicious behavior while the other one shows nothing but admiration and that they present it in a way that you don't really know either character's true feelings until it's forced to surface was just so well written. And it wasn't something I was expecting from this show. I wasn't expecting to genuinely feel emotions watching this. Emotions are hard. They hurt my heart. <laughs> and my brain. I also love that Kageyama has to become the kind of character that learns from that. Because immediately following that arc, he's kidnapped and Mob has to save him. And again, Mob has to do this without losing his cool. But he teams up with the blonde kid who's just like, yeah, now I get why you don't use your powers against other people, but we're going to have to because we have to save your little brother. Yeah. So. Um, I like at one point, uh, isn't it like right after Mob defeats the blonde kid? Mm -hmm. And because he's from a rival school. All of a sudden, you know, like, legends surface of the mythical fighter who defeated, like, the school's strongest guy. Yeah. <laughs> so, so you, all of a sudden, you start seeing, like, these big buff dudes coming to, you know, Mob's school, you know, and trying to describe Mob as, you know, what is it, like, this kid in a white shirt? Yeah. Or something. And so, so they're all trying to, like, get revenge for their fallen leader, basically. But they all mistake him. You know, mistake someone else for him. Which is how Kagayama gets in trouble. Because Kagayama basically takes the credit for Mob's fight. Yep. So, it's... It's a heartbreaking arc, like... I think uh, Kageyama even gets involved in this situation because you find out that other members of the student council body are so desperate to get rid of, like, you know, what they consider the trash at their school that they frame them for things that they didn't do to turn the whole school against them. In one case, uh, they remove, like, the, like, mouthpiece from all the girls' recorders and they all stick them in, like, the school bully's bag. 
yeah. to make it seem like he's a pervert who's hoarding all these women's, like, all these girls, like, mouthpieces. Which is kind of weird. Yeah. All of those indirect kisses. Oh, my. Yeah, which is really creepy, but I think it's creepier that, like, a member of the student body thought of that scheme. Right? Them just yelling <laughs> at, uh... I like how rough the, this the club. art style gets. Yeah. I also like to mention this show uses an insane amount of mixed media. There was one scene where she was freaking out that was drawn like entirely in pencil. And they just left it as the pencil drawings. What? Yeah. That's actually kind of weird. Which is really cool. And it fits the tone of the scene really well. Like her, the media and like character model for her constantly change depending on like how much she's freaking out another big thing they use is we saw it in like the first episode and uh the episode where mob dresses in drag to go to an all-girls school and in the ed all of those uh anytime we see a spirit or a ghost in those episodes it's done completely in oil paint mm-hmm and to animate it, what they do is they just put uh, oil paint on a screen and then they smear it. What? Yeah. That is just weird. And they just layer it on top of the animation. That's just weird. And it looks really cool. Yeah, kudos to the guy who thought of that. Right? <laughs> Whoops. The entire ED is done that way. So if you watch the ED, uh, with one exception, like when it shows the bridge that was done using CGI, but every frame in the ED is done just by smearing oil paint on a screen. Yeah, uh, that's yeah, that's weird. <laughs> cool, but weird. I oh. love I love that Reagan thought that he could pull off pretending to be a junior high girl, uh, a middle school girl. Yeah, he's even got the ponytail and lipstick and everything. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> He still has his leg hair, too. Well, they're in middle school, you know? Middle school girls don't shave their legs, right? Middle school girls don't have legs that hairy. Uh, I beg to differ. <laughs> you didn't go to the school I went to. <laughs> I don't know if it's possible for middle school girls to grow hair that long unless they hit puberty really early. Yeah, you're probably right. <laughs> And even then, it's not going to look manly. Like, middle school girls could have leg hair. I don't think it's going to look the same as, like, a man's leg hair. So so what you're saying is instead of knee-high socks, he needed to wear over-the-knee socks to cover up his leg hairs. And then he would have gotten away with it. Probably not. <laughs> <laughs> I do like, though, that they're just like, Oh, this guy's clearly a pervert and a fake. But Mob looks like a girl. <laughs> as as he's just sweating prof profusely. He's also just really bad around girls. Like, this poor kid. It's hard being good around girls. You have to, you know, talk to girls. He's so awkward. He is awkward. He just wants to be a normal kid. Yeah, I know. Poor Mob. I relate to Mob. It's easier to deal with ghosts than people. It is. Except, you know, I'm I'm pretty sure I'm like, uh, the main character from Moonfit is where, like, I have no 
in inherent ability for for you know the the ethereal like I can't see ghosts, I can't affect ghosts, shit like that. Uh-huh. So, for me it's like, oh, I I think ghosts are cool, but like I'll never see one. Yeah. This is one of those episodes like cuz the first few episodes of this show just kind of start off like monster of the week. Mhm. And so I think the whole episode with like the girls like academy it has some really funny scenes, but it's probably the most forgettable episode in the entire series. Yeah. Because, like, I can never really remember what, like, the ghost was doing, other than he just, he died regretting the fact that he could never talk to girls, so now he haunts a girl's school. Uh, well, obviously what the ghost was doing is peeking up girls' skirts. I mean, what would you do as a ghost? Well, I mean, they did show the ghost was stealing girls' bras. Oh, so he's very perverted ghost. Yeah. But I think it's, like, revealed, like, when they exercise him, that, like, his... The reason he's a perverted ghost is because he died a virgin. Yeah. Poor ghost. <laughs> it's not your fault. It's okay. You're only in middle school. <laughs> the ghost is dead. Uh, he's still in middle school. That's, like, hell. Could you imagine if you were forever in middle school? Yeah, I mean, on the bright side, like, at least your grades would have to improve. But you're not going to middle school, you're just in middle school. You're just in middle school. <laughs> like, you're trapped, you can't leave the building. Ah. Yeah. Middle school is worse than high school. Yeah. In some ways, it kind of is. Yeah. I mean, classes were easier, but school itself was a lot worse. I mean... Yeah. Middle school is that really awkward in-between phase it's for that, everybody. It's that awkward phase where, like, everyone's, like, just starting to go into puberty. Yeah. And, like, everyone is just, like, they, they don't know how to deal with their emotions. So it's just, it it's awkward for everyone involved. Yeah. It's just how it is. Which, I mean, like... It makes for the perfect setting for this show, because Mob is clearly so powerful that he could probably take out any main anime protagonist out there. Not One Punch Man. I I think uh, somebody actually asked who would win in a fight, Saitama or Mob, and one basically responded with the two of them wouldn't be able to fight each other because their abilities are so different. Uh, that's fair. So he never confirmed which one is more powerful. Okay. Because I think he said that Mob wouldn't be able to use psychic powers against Saitama because Saitama's not affected by it. But Saitama wouldn't be able to punch Mob. Because Mob can't get hit by physical attacks. Yeah. So. And if it was a, you know, fist battle, Saitama would win. If it was a psychic battle, Mob would win. But they can't fight in those abilities. Yeah. So. And both characters were designed to be insanely OP, but because Mob is so powerful and that he could take out, like, any main protagonist character or win in a fight just, against them. Dude, Mob, just just go for it. You have, like, <laughs> a, like, 20 girls asking you to go to their house. 
I mean, granted, they right think here. you're a girl. See, that's just oil paint smeared on the screen. What? I mean, that's a really cool effect, but right? what? <laughs> yeah. You could even see, like, the fingerprints and stuff. Yeah. That's insane. Right? And and they're even able to, like, form faces and shit out of that. That's Yeah. Yeah. That's really cool. Mm-hmm. I bet you would have never guessed that that's actually paint and not just, like, some computer effect if I didn't tell you, right? No, I wouldn't have. Yeah. <laughs> so, yeah. Uh, crazy ability. But, like I was saying, the fact that Mob is so, like, powerful, it really emphasizes just how awkward of a kid he is. He's well, so powerful he could do anything, but his personality isn't the type to ever do something like that. Like, he could never take advantage of a person because he just wouldn't. Yeah, poor naive mob. Maybe one day he'll grow up and be like Reagan. <laughs> <laughs> and again, that's the reason Reagan is so good for him. Yeah, um, like I said, he's... Reagan is, is a good, like, kind of a father figure yeah. for him. Which is weird when you think about it, but it, it somehow works. It's also the reason why I think the Body Improvement Club is good for him. Oh, I love the Body <laughs> Improvement Club. Like, they are this amazing group. I mean, you look at them, and they look like de delinquents. You got the one they guy... They look like dicks. Like... <laughs> yeah, they look like assholes. They look like delinquents, you know, like... Just looking at it here, they've, they've got the one who's a skinhead, the one who has the... <laughs> The, the pompadour. The pompadour. One guy's got, like, a mohawk, you know? They they look like your typical... Like you thugs. Know, thugs. But they are just, like, the most absolute <laughs> sweethearts in the school. Right? I think one of my favorite things is they spend this entire second episode with, like, the whole, like, if the Psychic Appreciation Club doesn't get a fifth member, then they're going to be disbanded and they're going to be removed from the room or whatever, and the Body Improvement Club is going to take over. And So we're showing this light that the Body Improvement Club is, like, the bad guys, but in the following episode when the Body Improvement Club does get the club room and they got their way, they basically let the Psychic Appreciation Club stay there because they're yeah. just like, we really only wanted the room for our weights. I mean, we're not going to be in here. You guys might as well stay. Yeah, they're basically just, hey, you know, um, I know this room is technically ours, but we're never in here. Yeah. So <laughs> you guys have free reign. Like, as long enjoy. as you guys don't mess with our weights, you can do whatever you want. <laughs> yeah, so, which leads back into them being like absolute sweethearts. Yeah. <laughs> I also love that for them... Uh, it is really important that they're called the Body Improvement Club and not the Body Appreciation or anything like that, because their goal isn't to well, be... Well, okay, you you name it Body Appreciation Club, and all of a sudden it sounds like a bunch of pervy guys going and taking pictures of girls. Okay, it's not like the Muscle Club or the Fitness Club or anything like that. The reason why it's the Body Improvement Club is because their goal isn't to be the strongest guys... Their goal is to be the kind of people that can help other people improve. Yeah. That that that's their ultimate goal, and that's why Mob is like the perfect new member for them because he's possibly the weakest person in the entire school. <laughs> yeah, he's got like no physical strength, no physical stamina. 
but look how cool this ED is. This is all done just by smearing oil paint. Ah, uh, that's, yeah, that's really cool. Yeah, and it's not just like still frames that they just pan. This is fully animated. Yeah. Even like the lighting changes. Yeah. I and mean, there is a little bit of a filter in certain spots, but like even like the smoke and like when he opens the blinds and like the sun comes in, all of that is just done by changing the paint. Yeah, that's that's so crazy. Mm -hmm. And and from the ending it's all black and white too, so there there's really no Yeah. color to it. I guess not really black, it's kind of more of a brownish. Yeah. But yeah, it's all monotone. Mm -hmm. Also, it's just, it's extremely symbolic, because uh, you see it's like everything is monotone until the moment he runs into Mob, and then everything starts to transition into like normal and color. Yep. And I think that's very symbolic of this idea because we're following, like, Reagan's morning through the ED. And I think that's supposed to be symbolic of, like, this idea that to Reagan, his day doesn't begin until he meets up with Mob. Gay. It's like it's a father-something. Like, <laughs> Reagan genuinely cares about Mob. Yeah. Mob struggling to run with the Body Improvement Club yeah. <laughs> is just fantastic. Right? He's trying so hard. I just... I don't even know where to begin to explain why this is the best anime, but this is the best anime, you guys. It It is a fantastic anime, like it's, I said. It's OP is hands down in my top five. Like, if we ever do a top ten OP's episode, you guys can guarantee that Mob Psycho 100 is going to make that list. Like, spoiler alert, but it's going to make that spoiler list. Spoiler alert! Yeah, uh, I I wouldn't know where to begin with that, because honestly, I didn't really pay much attention to openings or endings before, like, hanging out with you more often. Yeah. Uh, the ED is hands down my favorite ED. I have never seen an ED I love as much as this one. Yeah. And it's not just because of the animation, I also love the song. He just, but guy from the Body Improvement Club, like, picks up Mob, like, oh, he must be anemic. <laughs> no, he's just passed out, dude. You like you? He's just he's, weak. he's pushed himself way too hard. I love that they genuinely care about him, though. Like, no, it's true. This like, anime they, is the opposite of toxic masculinity. <laughs> like, they are so great because you know. Like with uh, the blonde psychic kid, you know, he comes to challenge everyone else, and and like the body improvement club is just like, oh, we'll watch, we'll look out for Mob. Mob's one of our guys, you know, and and they're doing so much to like have his back, right? You know, like it's it's incredible. Like that's that's what we're talking about when we say that you know not all masculinity is toxic masculinity. Be like the body improvement club. Yes. Improve yourselves. Physically and mentally. Yep. Not emotionally, Just... because I can't handle that emotionally. Also, be like Kageyama after his character arc, because Kageyama is a pure being who was just jealous of his brother and just needed a reality check. And yeah. I love him so much. <laughs> 
I love all the characters in this so much. They're all great. Even the annoying kids from the Psychic Appreciation Club and... Even uh, the annoying ghost that starts following Mob. Yeah, even him. He's... And uh, Reagan around. Yeah, I I like the fact that, uh, like, the ghost, he starts off as kind of a villain. He's actually a cult leader when we first meet him. Yeah. And he continues to be a villain. I think my favorite part of him, though, is, like, uh, near the end when he's put in the jar with, like, all the other monsters. He ends up up being the one, like, eating all of the other monsters. Yeah, like, it's this jar where they just put, like, a bunch of spirit monsters in there until, like, one of them becomes the alpha monster by eating all the others. And he just comes out, he's like, oh, I think I might be sick. (laughs) I ate too much. (laughs) Yeah. He he doesn't come out as, like, this powerful monster or anything. He just kind of comes out, he's like, oh, gross. Gross. (laughs) Please don't ever make me do that again. Right. (laughs) And he's the worst influence on Kageyama. He's kind of one of the reasons why Kageyama goes as crazy as he does. But. Yeah. (laughs) (laughs) Just. Uh, Everything about Mob is such a great characterization. Like, he could, like, swing heavy weights around with his psychic powers like it's nothing. No, see, that's the thing. They weren't even that heavy weights. They looked like five, maybe ten pound weights. But yeah, they're just flying around him like He's they're like nothing. not even blinking. The and, moment and he tries to And then he like he one. lets it go with his psychic powers and like catches it with his hand, and you see the kind of this moment of like, okay, it's really not that heavy. But, but it drags his whole but, body down. But then you know, a split second later of it being in his hand, all of a sudden he drops to the floor and yeah. again it's not even this big weight it's you know 5 10 pounds it's a little bit bigger than it looked cuz you kind of see okay like the yeah. the farther view i guess it does look heavier so i'd say 20 pounds tops but yeah. still that's not a ton but yeah he's like i said the fact that he's so powerful <laughs> makes everything else about him like his normal human abilities just it highlights the fact that those are much weaker. He's he's a very like contrasted character. Yeah. And that adds to the fact that like all the other characters, such as his brother and Reagan and the kid with the blonde hair and even the ghost, all of them are so complicated and they're mixes of like grays and Mob is very, very black and white. Yep. And I think it's great. I just, again, I can't even describe why this is the best anime. You guys just have to take my word for it. Just go watch it. It's go, the best anime. Go watch it. It, it is really good. Um, you, you think Mob is a fan of the Beatles, you know, with his haircut? No, his parents just cut his hair like that. <laughs> All right. He's, he's a dork. He's he looks like a dork. He acts like a dork. He's weak. His brother is supposed to be the perfect one. That's why his brother has the perfect be shown in anime That's haircut. That's why his brother has the anime protagonist haircut. Yeah. He's got the as I like to call the reverse mullet. You know, <laughs> short and back, party up front. <laughs> his brother is the one that girls like. His brother is the one that gets the good grades. His brother's the one his parents like. So it, again, it really highlights more like that fact that his brother's always wanted to be psychic. 
and how much, like, his little... Because his brother's not a powerful psychic when he gains powers. But how when he does gain even the smallest amount of power, it corrupts him so fast. Yeah. His brother's, like, seen as, like, this really pure character that could easily be corrupted. As, like, uh, ink dropping on a piece of white paper. But then the more his brother learns and the more his character, you know, develops, he becomes more greys like the other characters. Yeah. Mob is the only character that I think could never become grey. He's always going to be black and white as much as he wants to blend like everybody else. Nope. Doesn't get that option. Poor he doesn't. Mob. And I think that's the point. And I've never seen an anime protagonist like that except for maybe the exception of Saitama. But I think Saitama is kind of the opposite in the fact that he is nothing but pure. Saitama is a character without faults. And he's he's so perfect that he doesn't belong in the world that he lives in. He, he has one fault. He's bald. Even that's not a fault, though. Like, he, he views thinks... it as a fault. Yeah, but... I, that's what makes these stories from one so great. Is he... S- He's able to tell these very, very complex stories and put in these very strong, like, messages because his protagonists don't belong. They're trying to fit in a world where that has no place for them. Yeah. And he's also made his protagonists to the point where you could never ask who would win in a fight. Saitama or Goku, because it doesn't matter. It doesn't. Can can we end that argument? I saw a really well-done fan animation between Mob and the kid from Akira. Mm-hmm. And, Tetsuo? Yeah, and my reaction to it was like, one, the animation was gorgeous. Like, for a fan animation, I, you know, kind of had a jaw drop, but my second reaction was like, this kind of situation wouldn't happen because Mob is incapable of attacking another person like that. Mm-hmm. Even if he lost his, you know, cool and went full berserk, he wouldn't seek somebody out like that. So there's no point asking who would win in a fight because the fight would never happen. Kind of like, you know, when... People be all, oh, who would win between Superman and Goku? And it's like... They'd probably just get along. They'd they'd probably meet each other and be like, want to go get food? Yeah. (laughs) You know, Goku would be like, oh, yeah, I I bet I can out-eat you. And Superman would be like, yeah, probably, let's go get food. Yeah. (laughs) When people ask these questions of who would win in a fight, we end up with situations like bats versus soups. (laughs) <laughs> Where the which, only thing which they, never ends well which the only thing they connect on is the name Martha Martha wait who's Soup's Martha uh his foster mom who's Bat's Martha uh, his real mom I think his real mom yeah damn I think they're related somehow probably not I mean I know I know Soup's, Soup's mom is still alive I mean I know Bat's basically owns Soup's yeah because Superman works at the Daily Bugle, and it's been found that Batman owns the Daily Bugle. Yeah, no, uh, Soup's foster mom is still alive. 
Oh, okay. So unless I'm getting that information wrong, which I could be, I'd never actually watched Bats vs. Soups, but I know that was like the big plot twist, was that they both know a Martha. That's that's the big plot that's twist. That's the big plot the twist. big plot twist. Yeah, that's the only reason they stop fighting each other. Oh, uh, oh my. Yeah. And that's what happens when you guys ask these questions. So before anybody asks who would win in a fight... Saitam or a mob? The answer is Martha. The answer is Martha. (laughs) (laughs) Now we know. (laughs) Bet you didn't see that one coming. (laughs) Uh, Oh, the ghost's name was Dimple. Oh, okay. That's good. I I still don't remember the blonde kid's name. I don't remember either. I also I just... love that his solution uh, for him being bald because he really prided you know himself on his hair was to get a wig that was taller than him. <laughs> Wait, what? Yeah, because after his fight with Mob, he loses all of his hair. Oh yeah, so so, then, so then he's he he's walking around wig. in in what is basically like a wig, but for for like those the uh, the British. You know, the the royal guard, like, hat. It's just this really tall, like, fluffy thing. Yeah. And there's even a point in, like, one of the, like, final episodes of the season where uh, one of the characters cuts it. He's like, how dare you cut my hair? And they're like, actually, it looks a lot better like that. (laughs) (laughs) Goes from having uh, royal guard hair to the, the flat top. Yeah. Well, he doesn't even get a flat top. He gets, like, anime protagonist hair. Oh, okay. Yeah. Uh, like I said, it's it's been a while since I've watched this one. Yeah. <laughs> I like that Dimple's entire cult, though, was just by forcing people to smile. Right? Like, how how is that bad? Well, he's brainwashing people. He's making them drink the Kool-Aid. Okay, but, like... The one guy who's new to them and joins is basically suicidal. Yeah. And he joins them, and he's not suicidal anymore. Dimple's also gaining powers by how many people join. And? He wants to control the world. I I mean, don't we all? Yeah. I mean, personally, I plan on raising an army of undead and taking over the world. I think uh, the whole point of, like, this episode was to show that it's not okay to use your powers to control people. Okay. I mean, so. that's that's a good lesson for Mob. And Dimple's the only one who actually, like, does that. Like, even, like, the psychic organization that is trying to manipulate the entire world and eliminate anybody that's not psychic because psychics are the superiors don't control people. They just destroy those they don't like. Yeah, that's fair. Yeah, Dimple is the only person that tries to use control to get what he wants. And Blonde Kid, you know, basically just... You know, he beats people up that he doesn't like. <laughs> yeah. Um, can, can we talk about this organization for a minute? Mm-hmm. Um, they're... They, they kidnap children. Yeah. <laughs> Let's... Let's just throw that out there. First of all, they kidnap children um, with with any amount of psychic potential. Like, literally any amount. 
one of the kids they kidnap along with Mob's brother, Kageyama. Yeah. Yeah, along with his brother is his psychic power is pyrokinesis, but the extent of that is like a lighter. Yeah. You know, he he's a small flame at the end of his finger. So I guess supposedly the the organization you know kidnaps them and and helps tries to help them develop their mm-hmm. powers. Yeah. <clears throat> they basically uh they take in anybody with any potential and they condition them to believing that you know people's psychic powers are superior. And then the ones whose psychic powers grow and become more powerful end up becoming like organization leaders. They they go up in the ranks. And those who do not basically become cannon fodder. Yeah. And they become conditioned to learn how to condition other children. That's how it works. One of the best parts about the whole organization, though, is that nobody knows what the leader of the organization looks like. (laughs) And in comes Reagan. Yeah, so when Reagan shows up, and he basically, you know, starts behaving like himself, everybody immediately assumes that he's the leader of the organization. <laughs> yeah, he just, he just walks in, like, full of confidence, like, hey, get out of my way. Yeah, and they all start following him. And then when they find out that he's not the leader, initially they want to turn against him. But he's so charismatic, and he tells them, you kids should not be behaving like this, you're better than that. They all turn against the organization to help him. <laughs> like that's how powerful Reagan is. That's that's what happens he when He literally unconditioned all of these kids in less than a day. That's that's what happens when you put your your highest stat in charisma, okay? <laughs> that's his only like, stat. <laughs> everything else is like tens his charisma 18 is his only stat is charisma (laughs) he rolled a natural 20 in charisma and ones in everything else poor schmuck can't lift a piece of paper but man he'll talk someone else into lifting it up for him (laughs) exactly that is reagan (laughs) oh it's great D &D terms Reagan is who I want to be when I grow up. Yeah. I also love that uh, by the end of the first season, it's actually implied that because of his interactions with Mob throughout the whole show, that Reagan does have small psychic powers. Because he, by the end of the series, he's able to see Dimple as a ghost, which yeah. is something he couldn't do prior to that. Um, and so Reagan and, and actually is, does become a psychic user. And is, is that because... Um, and here's a spoiler. I guess it doesn't really matter since the show's a couple years old. Yeah. Um, is is that because at the end of like the the show? Pardon me. Um, Mob basically transfers his psychic power to Reagan temporarily. Temporarily, yeah. and then Reagan, you know, uses all that power to you know beat up the baddies. And so, so is that like an, an activator thing? Like, yeah. is, is that what causes him to be able to see Dimple? Yeah, which Dimple actually activated the psychic powers in Kageyama. Of course. Yeah, so 
uh, it is implied that a psychic user can actually activate another person's potential if they have it. Okay. So, uh, speaking of, like, that whole thing, I absolutely love how that all happened, where Mob was going to go berserk, and he was going to lose control, and he was going to destroy this entire organization, and it was basically Reagan stepping in when Mob was about to reach 100 and being like, you don't have to fight. I don't care how evil they are, I don't care what they've done or what they're going to do. It is not your burden to do this or to fight or to stand up to them because you're a child. It's us adults that are supposed to stand up and fight. And because of that, Mob subconsciously transfers his power to Reagan, believing I have to let the adults handle this. Yeah. And because of that, Reagan goes to basically just kind of just try to talk him down and the whole organization starts attacking him. He's like... Wow, you guys are really weak because they're like not right? hurting like, him. Like the one guy has his his psychic infused blade and he goes to cut you know, Reagan <laughs> and it just kinda like Reagan's just sitting there like, Is 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 this a nerf sword? Like yeah. you, your sword's dull as shit, dude. Yeah. And he like breaks it. He's like, Oh, I'm sorry. I mean I guess it was fake. I'm sorry. Guess what? guess it must have been fake. I'm I'm sorry, get a better sword next time, bro. Yeah. Uh, like Reagan doesn't understand that he actually has psychic powers at this point. Yeah. And like the one boss is like trying to use like his black hole abilities against him and Reagan's just like I this feels like a little bit of air coming through here. Like it's kind of weird. You know? <laughs> right? Hey, like this this is a nice breeze. And so all the other psychic users who up to this point assumed that Reagan was a con man because they are not as ignorant as Mob, all see him with like this crazy power. Like, oh my God, Reagan's been legit this entire time. How did this happen? He's more powerful than Mob. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> little do they know. <laughs> just such a good show you guys it, it is it is fantastic um and there's it's fun to watch too like yeah. there's there's not really any part of it that you're going oh man this this part's kind of sucks it, you know it's just well I, i'd say like i mentioned i feel like the whole arc with the blonde kid almost derailed the show entirely i i don't know i enjoyed it yeah, I still like it. It wasn't it's the just, best, but I was I enjoyed it. I felt like it was a bit lower quality compared to the rest of the show, and it almost got to the point where I didn't finish the show because of that arc. Okay. But once you get past that arc and go straight into the Kageyama arc, it just gets better and better from there. The fight sequences get better, the pacing of the show gets better... The characterizations get better. It's just so damn good, you guys. <laughs> and even the blonde kid has become one of my favorite characters, whose name I'll never remember. I, I yeah. never bothered to learn. No, I, I hear you there. Uh, but he's great. Uh, I do love how the series released an OVA very recently. Yeah. It was a super surprise. There was no like announcement for the OVA. It just showed up, you know, out of the blue. The whole OVA was a recap episode. Well, I mean, that's and... that's kind of what they did with uh, Miss Kobayashi's Dragon Maid. Yeah. You know, back in February, they released a, an OVA, like, uh, Valentine's episode. Yeah, the whole thing no was announcement. a... Yeah, the whole thing was a recap episode 
framed around the idea of Reagan writing an autobiography where he just writes uh, Mob's experiences but replaces Mob with himself. Because, <laughs> you know, that's what con men do. Yeah. And the whole thing was basically just leading up to an announcement that season two was happening. Oh, okay. That's so, actually pretty cool. Yeah. And the best part is, like, Mob is supposed to be, like, ghostwriting it. And so he goes to his friends, you know, for opinions on whether or not it's a good book. And all of his friends help him, like, edit it to be a better book. And they all go and they fix all of the, like, con mistakes. So any part that Reagan claimed it was him, they put Mob back in properly. And the book gets published and Reagan is barely in it, even though it's supposed to be his autobiography. <laughs> this is my autobiography. And so they literally... For about someone else. So they literally can't sell it, but they paid for all the published copies. <laughs> oh, that's, that's terrible. Can you imagine? <laughs> gotta, gotta sell them on the down low. Yep. It's so good, though, you guys. I I also really love that oh. instead of McDonald's, it's, it's called M- Mob, Mob Donald's. Donald's. <laughs> <laughs> Again, I, I never noticed that before. This I, is just one of those shows I, where you notice new things every time you watch it. I I always love the the names they come up with in these anime to to parody, you know, these real life mm-hmm. like you know brands like um, in. Oh my goddess. You know, right? like the original, it's, they use, instead of good year tires, it's like goad year, and Y is, you know, year <laughs> is spelled Y E E R. It's like goad year tires. Uh, there's like um, other anime. There's Whack Donald's. Um, yeah. <laughs> I know uh, Devil's a Part Timer had a weird name for like KFC, like Benny's. For instead of Denny's, it's Benny's or something. Yeah. You know, so so these just crack me up. <clears throat> yeah, like... I'd also like to point out, like, just kind of, like, looking at this, uh, I gave a lot of credit to Darling and the Franks for its really good use of, like, framework when they were doing, like, their editing. Mm-hmm. I realize they stole a lot of it from Mob Psycho 100. Okay, <laughs> but real for reals here, Darling and the Franks... Stole a lot from a lot of other shows. Yeah, which is fine if you could make it good. <laughs> yeah, no, like, like it was totally <laughs> enjoyable for the first. So there are characters with smartphones. We do okay. have confirmation that characters do have smartphones in this. That it really is just the fact that Mob doesn't have a lot of money. Okay. Teru, that's his name. Teru. Okay. That's the blonde kid's name. Is Teru. Now, now we know. Now we know. We're not gonna remember that. No, we will not. So yeah, uh, I think I might be done sucking this anime's dick for one day. Really? Yeah. You go want to go a little more? You got to finish it off. <laughs> no, I'm gonna leave it dry. Oh, you're gonna give it the penguin treatment. <laughs> <laughs> I just, I don't know if I could say anything else to convince people. If people aren't already watching this after listening to this episode, I can't do anything. Um, so, so I'm thinking, watching this, uh, I realize it, I, I, I feel if you have also seen Blood Blockade Battlefront, uh, I think you will like this. 
and vice mm -hmm. versa. So there's a recommendation for you. Um, Blood Blockade Battlefront. It's, it it's, has been on, in my queue for a while, to be honest. Yeah, so. it's it's really good. I really enjoyed it. Uh, I do also encourage, uh, watch the whole show, and then try to break down the OP. Because every time I watch the OP, I discover new things, too. Like, there's so many little things. Like, uh, there's one point where you see, like, a quick flash of, like, the student body, like, council, like, armband. Mm-hmm. And I've never noticed it before watching it just now. And I, it's supposed to be representative of, like, the one student body or council member that's, you know, with Kageyama is kind of a horrible person. But it kind of transitions from the school, like, scene into, like, the real, like, dark scene. Okay, so. yeah. But yeah, seriously, like, watch the whole series and then kind of go back and watch the OP and try to see how much you could spot from it. It's kind of fun. It's like a Where's Waldo. Yes. Uh, there's certain things that you're not going to get unless you read the manga, like the egg and the tomato or the broccoli, which are all manga references. But I still don't understand the broccoli. Yeah, you have to read the manga. <laughs> okay. So, but it's it's just good, you guys. I, like I said, there's nothing else I could say to convince you to watch this anime unless you're just already watching it. And we did convince Stefan, who was very mad that we never recommended this to him earlier. I swear we did. Which, I swear, well, I was going to recommend it to him, but I swear to God he told me that he'd seen it already. Yeah, um, we did get confirmation that he did say, like, he... He, he only had, watched, like, one episode. He watched one episode, and then he just kind of gave up on it. Yeah. And then, he, you know, upon hearing us talk about it a bit more, he, he went back and watched it. And that was one of the reasons I wanted to do this episode this week, is if you guys are listening to us and this is an anime you have not given a shot, either because the art style, or because you gave up on it too soon, or because, like I said, the series does kind of derail a little bit, give it another chance and just watch it. Or even if you've never heard of it, just give it a chance. It's so good. It is fantastic. Love uh, it. Would recommend. The manga is also really easy to read because it is a web series. There's a lot of chapters, but it's easy to catch up on because most of it is like four panel. Chapters. Oh, that makes it way easy. I'm thinking yeah. like there's like a hundred chapters, and I'm thinking you know something more like Naruto, hundred chapters, and yeah. that's that's quite a read. Yeah, I mean there are some chapters that are written like real manga, but because the art style is really really simplistic. It's not too difficult to read. Yeah. Like, a lot of times you can breeze through a chapter really fast, so... Uh, and it, the anime follows it almost flawlessly, so you can even just pick up from where the anime left off. Cool, cool. So, uh, yeah, so this has been probably, like, one of my highest recommended animes ever. I think it's almost flawless... So uh, there's not a lot of anime that I could say that about. So yeah. So uh, second season has basically been announced. Yeah. They also had a live action on Netflix that I do not recommend. <laughs> so. Yeah. Um, do do we have any sort of a confirmation on when the second season will be airing? Not as far as I'm aware. Which, you know, we didn't have a confirmation for One Punch Man until recently. One Punch Man season two is supposed to be next season. 
uh, fall season. Yep, okay. fall season. So. so so that does make sense. Um, with... That one will be done by a different studio, where Mob Psycho and the first season of One Punch were done by Madhouse. Uh, One Punch Man season two is going to be done by a new studio. I'm not sure which studio. I heard it was A1, but don't quote me on that. I will uh, not. Mob Psycho 100 season two is confirmed to be done by Madhouse, though. <laughs> oh, and here's the infamous Photoshop scene. Graphic exorcism. Oh my goodness. <laughs> he screws it up. Like Control Z is not a thing. Right, it, it isn't. Okay. He's using a Mac, clearly. Well, yeah. No, no, that mouse isn't a Mac mouse. You can use a regular mouse on a Mac. No, you can't. Yeah, you can. You are so full of shit. Uh, which one of us went to art school? Not me. Then you don't know. I know everything. You wish you knew everything. I do wish I knew everything. Um. Yeah, so... So here we go. Um, I think that's about long enough. We're at an hour and 17 minutes. Yeah. Uh, anime that we've been catching up on, because um, we didn't talk too much about that, so we are caught up on Grand Blue. Grand Blue, yes. This is. See, I'm. I. I think I told you earlier, but I am becoming more and more convinced that this show is less about, you know, scuba diving and more about how shitty college guys can be to each other. It's absolutely true. Uh, the latest episode had probably one of my favorite moments in the entire anime too, where they're buying diving suits. Yeah. And the otaku guy discovers that two, like, some of the women's diving suits are based off of the Evangelion girls. Yes. There's the, the Asuka and the Rei diving suits. And so they make the two girls in their group try them on, and they even get the hair color right. And the two girls have no idea about it. Yeah, they have, and even, like, the main guy has no idea about it. He's confused why he wants the girls to try them on. The otaku guy's like, don't you know what this is from? Yeah, and he basically has an orgasm when he sees the girls wearing them. Yeah, I mean, same. Yeah, the best part is that the entire time the suits are pixelated, so the studio <laughs> doesn't get sued for putting them in their show. It's obvious. It's pretty obvious, yeah. <laughs> it makes it hilarious, though. It's like, yeah, it's 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 pixelated, but you could tell. Yeah, just, just like, uh... Goad year. Everyone yep. knows. Yep. <laughs> and Mob Donalds. And Mob Donalds. Uh, another show that I caught up on. Uh, Spit it out. Suddenly drawing a blank. Brain fart. Yeah. Uh, we're caught up on Cells at Work. Cells at Work. And which has become probably my favorite show. And my hero. Cells at Work, I think, honestly, is my favorite show of the year. Yeah, like, absolutely. It, it is just... It is surprisingly good. Mm -hmm. It just makes me happy to watch. Like, it's been a long time that I've had an anime that I'm not, like, completely obsessing over. But that I just genuinely look forward to. It's it's just, it's so wholesome is the thing, <laughs> you know? And I just, like, this season has been a season that I haven't been too, like, crazy obsessed with. So I think it's nice to just have one anime where I'm just like, every week I want to watch it. Yeah. You know, and I think to a certain extent I'm feeling that way about My Hero Aka as well, but... 
I feel like cells at work feels like less of a like obligation and more of just a genuine joy. Yeah. If you guys have not checked out cells at work, please do so. It is just so great. I'll never get over how great it is. Yup. Um. If you'll hand me the controller, I know there's something I'm missing. Of course there is. Um. So. I have not really caught up on anything other than those. Yeah, like I know there's something I've caught up on. My is brain it, is just refusing is it P5? to think of it. Uh, they did release a new episode of Junji Ito. Did they? Yeah, it was kind of a surprise. It was like a two-part episode that and just showed... It showed up on my feed. Like, it's episode 13A and episode 13B. That's kind of weird. I'll, I might have to check those out. I haven't watched it, but like I said, it showed up on my feed and I was just like, Huh, do I want to torture myself like this? Uh, oh, uh, that's what I was catching up on. I'm completely caught up on the new season of Attack on Titan. Okay. Uh, this is probably, like, this was my favorite arc in the manga. And I've seen such mixed reviews. Uh, I think the anime-only watchers have been giving nothing but negative feedback about this season, I've noticed. A lot of them are like, this is so boring, this is Attack on Everything That's Not a Titan... Blah, blah, blah. And all I have to say is you guys don't even understand the half of it. Reading this arc in the manga took forever. This was such, like, a chore to read in the manga because it was all politics for, like, I think about 20 chapters was nothing but politics. They managed to condense this down into about five episodes. Be grateful. Yeah, so this is going by really fast. I've seen a lot of manga readers make the complaint that because of that, you know, anime watchers are missing a lot of information. Some characters have been completely cut out of the story, and some characters are a little less developed. I'd like to say I don't mind that, to be honest. Like... Yeah, there were some really great characters from the manga that are being left out of the series. I don't think it's that big a deal. Yeah. I feel like a lot of it was just kind of excess information that didn't really need to be included for the series to be enjoyable. I am loving the pacing. I am loving the fact that they are just cutting through the fat here and getting to the damn point. Especially because I genuinely believe that Historia is the best character in this show. And the fact that we are getting the information about her and why she's so important and why she's so incredible is so much better than listening to this damn bullshit about like, oh, but really the kingdom is run by this religion that worships the walls and we are going to attempt a coup de gras against this religion Much by like pulling out fingernails. And it just drags in the manga to the point where it was just it was like swimming through jello. <laughs> it was so bad. That's that's a dream of mine. Thank but you. But then you get to like the real meat of it and you get to the parts that are important. And you're just like, 
Jesus, it was worth it. <laughs> I have come out of this a better person. And I'm just glad the anime got to it a lot faster. That's Back fair. in my day, my manga was like walking 15 miles uphill both ways. Yeah, yeah, n- no. Um, if, if you're picking up Attack on Titan, you're probably not picking it up for the politics of it so so thank god they burned through that yep especially because we're getting to the motherfucking basement what's in the motherfucking basement a lot is it another basement yes it's a basement within a basement yep basementception uh when they get to you know the final basement they're on the other side of the planet damn yeah that's a lot of basements uh the basement is the only reason people started watching this show, let's be honest. And we're getting to the damn basement. And the sooner we get to the basement, the better. Because, oh my god, it is a freaking bomb that drops on you. And it is so good. Even, like, the latest episode, I think, was probably one of my favorites. It revealed a lot of information about what a horrible human being Aaron's father was. Uh, I think, hands down, my favorite part of the episode, kind of a spoiler, is where Aaron is, like, crying because he realized his father is scum, and that Aaron is just continuing the scummy things his father did, and that Historia could literally reverse all of that if she takes his powers by eating him, and so he's just crying and sobbing to himself. He's just like, I'm a horrible person, Historia, you should be the one to save the world, because you can save the world, because you have the power, blah, blah, blah. And she just fucking bitch slaps him, and she's like, stop crying, you wuss. Fucking do something about it. And she's like, you're the main protagonist here, I hate humanity, fuck everything. And I'm like, Historia's the best character. (laughs) I relate so much. God, I'm glad somebody finally fucking slapped Eren. Right? Somebody had to fucking bless this season all you people that are saying that this season is boring you just need to maybe binge it and just wait until it's finished and then just watch the whole thing it might be the better way to watch this show to be honest yeah uh i've also seen a lot of people who are like why does everybody brag about reading the manga because anybody can okay like stop getting mad at people for reading the manga because you literally have access to it it is on crunchyroll for free and even if you don't have a subscription to crunchyroll we all know you know where to read scans or you can buy the manga okay okay, but on the other hand like can the people who do read the manga like not be so pretentious about it like i can understand that like well if you have read the manga you would know that inside the basement is blah 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 and then once they come out of it like no like let these other people enjoy watching well and that's why i'm not telling people what's in the basement i'm just telling you once you get there all of this like political bullshit is gonna be worth it and the anime is doing a much better job of pacing it you guys have nothing to complain about because the manga was a goddamn 15 mile tread uphill both ways through Jello. Okay, so you guys in a freaking hurricane. You guys have nothing to complain about. Did you at least get an umbrella for that hurricane? No, Jell- that Jello hurricane. No, you had to fight Titans to get through it. Damn. And that's where all the Titans were. They weren't in the manga. They were fighting you while you were trying to read the manga. Shit. So. 
<clears throat> Attack on Titan is still good. I stand... I will go down with this ship. All right. Okay. I won't put my hands up or surrender. Attack on Titan is still good. Fucking watch it. Uh, what else do we got here? Like, uh, what, was there anything else that you had, you've watched? Uh, I keep falling behind on free... Free is one of those, like, I stopped watching it for, like, two weeks. So you need to binge it. Yeah, I, I stopped watching it for, like, two or three weeks, and then I watched the two or three episodes I miss. So I think I'm only one episode behind right now, so I'll tell you guys in three weeks when I'm caught up. Okay, that makes sense. Uh, I love that they are updating Meow Meow Japanese History. Meow Meow Jap- Japanese History is the greatest anime to ever exist. It is better than Mob Psycho 100. Just kidding. <laughs> it's really good, though. Uh, Stefan it's... makes his kids watch it. You you can learn Japanese history, obviously, by via the title. Cats. Via cats. Yeah, it's... Like, all all of the the prominent figures of the Japanese history, they're all cats. I love that their swords are cat toys. Yeah, like, like they're the, the fuzzy tail thing. Yeah. Oh, yeah, it's great. Uh, Hijikata Cat is best cat. I can agree with that. Yep, I love Hijikata Cat. Uh... I need to binge Angels of Death because I heard it's gotten a lot better. I have also heard it's gotten a lot better. So, we kind of just watched the first episode and we were Yeah, the second episode was kind of dropped bleh. it. Yeah, I watched the second episode when you were at work and I was just like, eh, don't care. You're going, nah. Uh, I think I might binge it. It is based off of a horror indie game. So, I don't know. I think that might just be one I just need to watch the whole thing all at once. Yeah. Uh, we need to catch up on Harukana Receive. Yep. It was really good where we left off. I think we just got busy. We did. We've been so busy lately. Yeah, so... Um... I think that's all we've been watching this season. Yeah, I think so. Aside from my trash, and I'm not caught up on anything, so... Yeah, this has been a season where it's just like, there's a lot of shows we're enjoying... But I don't know if there's a lot of shows that we recommend. Exactly. And I think that might make for um, probably one of the worst seasons we've I, ever had. I haven't watched it yet, but we were sent that screenshot from How Not to Summon a Demon Lord. I genuinely have to question at what point I, does it go from H-E to hentai. I, I can agree. Um... I'm I'm starting to wonder if it's not yeah, I, I I might be pushing it as saying it's even more trashy than Aromanga Sensei. <laughs> like it's pretty much it's that bad. Yeah, for those of you who are unaware, uh Stefan sent us a screenshot and told us that there was in fact a sexual scene in this where a character actually gets fingered and the camera point of view is, is from, from the inside. inside. <laughs> yeah. So, and at that point, I think we could call it hentai. I think, I think so. Unless it's deceiving. Like, a good example of it being deceiving would be, like, in Panty and Stalking, where we're led to believe that that's what's going on, only to find out that they're picking each other's noses. Yeah. And or, that they're orgasming from picking each other's noses. Or, or in, um, uh, what's, what's that show called? 
it's it's gonna rune soldier or in mm-hmm. rune soldier where louis is you know you like it, it's this outside view and you know of, of the building and mm-hmm. you hear like louis grunting and you hear isla like you know you know like ah, 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 you know <laughs> and then you hear louis calling out he's like isla isla and then it goes into their room and like he's doing push-ups and she's on his back as yeah. extra weight. Yeah. <laughs> like like that's deceiving. You you think you know what's going on and that's not what's going on. Yeah. <laughs> so yeah, like unless that scene is just, you know, intentionally being deceiving, I think a showing a character actually getting fingered no longer qualifies as it as Aichi, I'm sorry. Are are they allowed to show that on Crunchyroll? Uh don't know. I think since it is still being cla- classified as Aichi, they're getting away with it, but so so let's and- be honest, if it's an actual sexual act, it's hentai. Stop trying to put a bow on it. Yeah. And I'm not going to judge you guys for watching hentai. You guys can watch hentai, but let's call it what it is. <laughs> right? So, um on on that note, um I actually found out a while ago if if you are watching your your anime on Crunchyroll and you you watch it like on PS3 like I do, mm-hmm. um, you are not seeing the full list of what they have if you're going through the episode like the the animes they they show. Mm-hmm. Um, one because they they don't ha- always have the the etchy stuff. Yeah. Uh, so so one thing you can actually do log in on your computer on the actual website go go into the settings and I forget what the option is you can I'm sure you'll find it but if you check the option it, it basically unlocks all of these and and then you'll be able to find them on your app oh I did not know that yeah so you, you might be missing out on a few that you might well, you might not have, but maybe yeah. some viewers, you know, might have been interested in. Well, that's good information. I know Netflix sometimes does stuff like that, too. Yeah. Like, uh, Netflix is currently doing uh, experimental... For those of you who watch anime on Netflix, uh, they're doing an experimental thing where at the end of the show, uh, they show you ads. And I think it's came to the point where sometimes they'll just show it to you at the end of an episode which will interrupt your binging session if you're the type that just binges episode to episode. Some people might start getting ads in the middle of that binge session. And there is a way to actually turn this off since it is an experimental thing and not, like, actually part of their system. Oh, please tell me. I want to turn this off so hard. Yeah. Uh, and don't quote me on this, but I'm pretty sure if you go to the your computer and you log into your Netflix, there is an option to opt out of being part of this experimental program i will have to look at that because so, i i've heard from numerous sources that that's the case and that unless it becomes a real thing where they just find they're getting more revenue that way then it should work so unless they've transitioned from the experimental phase to it being a permanent phase in which case there won't be a way to turn it off but i think it's still in the experimental phase yeah so, basically, if you have not turned that feature off, you are basically agreeing to volunteer to their experimental trial. You're a guinea pig. Yeah, basically. So, uh, I've heard from numerous sources that this is, in fact, the case, but most people don't know about it because most people don't use 
Netflix on their computer. Nope. So. I know, I sure don't. Yeah, like, I know maybe one person who does. So. <laughs> all right. Um, on that note, I think we're all caught up. Yeah. Excellent. Excellent. Uh, uh, my voice is starting to go out, so I think we're going to wrap and it up And right after you just recovered, too. I know. I'm going to be <laughs> sick tomorrow. Oh. Oh, uh, well, thanks for listening, you guys, and... Thanks for listening. Bye. Don't drink the Kool-Aid. Drink the Kool-Aid. Don't drink the Kool-Aid. <laughs> Bye, guys. Bye.